What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It is Monday night. You know what that means, another brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show episode 241 to be exact. I'm Tanner Lee. To my right, it's my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt. It's a hot one out, J-Man. Oh, miserable. Oppressive humidity. Good word. Oppressive. Good word. Uh, but it's been stormy lately. We've got a bunch of rain. Mm-hmm. Got your canoe ready? Do you have your mower ready? <laughs> I do need a mow. My uh, yard is looking like a jungle out there. It's not good. But uh, but I guess it's better than having like really extremely cold Weather oh, and somehow in June. Yeah, I would uh, much prefer this kind of weather than yeah. the four degrees outside. Yeah, we we remember that when it comes to winter. When, yep. we're, when we're scraping our cars on the outside and shoveling and all that good stuff mm-hmm. that uh, Midwest winter brings. So, but do you have some birdie bogey for me this? I week? do. I'm a little nervous because I want to extend my lead, but NBA question. Oh, uh, yep. Yeah. That's tough not one. good. Oh, great. You might, you might have seen it, but Trey Young now has eight 30-point games this postseason. He is tied with LeBron James for second most ever in a single postseason at age 22 or younger. Who has the most? Wow. Trey Young and LeBron yep. have eight. Eight, yep. This guy has nine. 22 or younger. Mm-hmm. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. I did not see on their Facebook that they were at the Kosciuszko County Farmers and Artisans Market on Saturday, but they have been there, um, and they have had green onion, lettuce, cucumber, kale, turnips, radish, chard, cherry tomatoes, fennel, Garlic scapes, jalapeno and serrano peppers, rosemary, thyme, cilantro, and mint. And you can get uh, veggies delivered to your home. Find their products on MarketWagon, MarketWagon.com, and get them delivered to your door. See MarketWagon.com uh, for more details. And be sure to search for Noble Gnome in their search bar to find all available produce so you can get your veggies. Yes, sir. Even delivered right to your door. Right to your door. No excuse. No excuse not to get your vegetables and some some of your diets. There you go. I certainly need them. Well, let's switch it up this week. We've been starting the last, I don't know how many weeks, we're talking about MLB. Baseball. But I'm a little fired up today. Yeah? I mean, we're 
not even close to the start of college basketball, but that didn't stop the ACC Big Ten Challenge matchups from coming out today, which I feel like it's a little early. I thought they were in July. I guess we're almost to July. Last year, I don't think they put them out till about like September. Last year, I don't think they put any schedule. They didn't till, know what was going to happen. Yeah, uh, but this year it was it was nice to have them out this early so we could get mad about them <sighs> on June twenty eighth. Am I surprised? No, no, but disappointed. Yes, it's just. <laughs> You know, this event gets hyped up so much by the media, and it's a nice event between the two premier, in my opinion, probably your opinion, the two premier college basketball conferences, at least most years, year in, year out. Regular seasons. Yeah. Yeah, well. It's for the Big Ten. Yeah, ACC, they've won some titles. Uh Big Ten hasn't since 2000. That's just sad. But um, we can speculate why that is, but nobody knows. But anyways, so they released the matchups today. And, of course, you know, they, they try to get it for TV ratings and everything, but differ the matchups a little bit. They're yeah. the same almost every year, and I get with just 14 teams in the Big Ten and 15 in the ACC, yeah. you're going to get a lot of crossover over time, but come on. It's like they didn't even try in some of the matchups. Yeah, they usually say that it's um, the matchups are based on where they think each team's going to end up yeah. in their respective conferences. Uh, which, I mean, you could argue yeah, that, sure, yeah. uh, th- they did it this year. And I think they did it last year, pairing, like, um, Iowa with North Carolina, yeah. um, Illinois with uh, Duke. Duke yeah. um, but, I mean, this year, I guess it, it probably just has more to do with they think the teams that are usually on top are going to be on top again. And um, we're going to pair Duke with, I think they're playing Ohio State. Yeah, at Ohio State. Uh, Louisville and Michigan State. Which is the third time in eight yeah. years. The eight years Louisville's been in the challenge. Um, Michigan, I think, at Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. You have Virginia and Iowa, uh, which that one was kind of surprising to me because I don't think Iowa will be that good um, this season. I mean, you have Purdue and Florida State. Florida State and Purdue are very similar in yeah. the fact that they're uber consistent uh, and always get a top, seems like, four seed in the NCAA tournament. It just seems like I mean, Purdue just played at Florida State in, in the season of 18-19. Mm-hmm. Played them in a non-conference tournament not too long. It just seems like they play them all the time. This is the, this will be their third, if not, I think fourth time in the challenge playing them. That's crazy. Ever, yeah. Challenge hasn't been First around time that time in Mackey. I will say it's always about Florida State, but it's just like I was personally really hoping Duke, even though Florida State's going to be a very good team, I just wanted that national buzz of Mackey, Purdue hopefully mm-hmm. being in top ten at that time. Um, but they went with Ohio State, and I get it. Ohio State's predicted 1-2 in the conference. But will they still have Value City Arena? Probably not. Nah. It's an NBA arena. And they're – Plus, it's, I, so, it's still football season. They couldn't care exactly, less until January. Exactly. Besides uh, Travis Watchering, who's a friend of ours, and the, he's the sponsor of the J-Man's Book at Prediction of the Week every week. Um, besides him, the Ohio State fan base as a whole would rather watch their spring game oh, than yeah. Duke-Ohio State basketball matchup. thousand percent. Um, who knows if Duke's even going to be any good right? this upcoming year because they were awful last they year. Were they were terrible. A bad basketball they team. They were terrible. Um, but Coach K's final year, that's why I'm surprised they didn't pair him with like a with like a Michigan State, although it seems like Duke and Michigan State play about they every do, single year, They do, but I thought too. they were going to do that just because yeah. it's okay Izzo, one last time. Um, yeah. Uh, it's just it's the same old, same old Illinois plays Notre Dame for the third time in the past six years. Uh, seems like um, Indiana's played Syracuse recently in it as well. <sighs> Have they not played them in so. the challenge? I mean, uh, I think the, I, 
maybe they played in like a non-conference tournament, but I just I remember, remember 2013 NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, Virginia, Virginia Tech got who? Was it Maryland? Yes. Um, Maryland's projected to be like a top five team. I'm surprised yep. they didn't get a Duke. Former I ACC bet their ranking school. fell a little bit. Uh, maybe. Today. I mean, Daryl Morsell's a good defender, yeah. but he doesn't do a whole lot offense. You know, Ohio State's ranking could fall if um, Liddell stays. If, if Liddell draft, stays in, I mean, uh, there have been. I, did somebody else enter the draft as well? Of course, they lose C.J. Walker. Yeah, but I don't remember who it was. Uh, I, I don't remember if Dwayne Washington went to the draft at all. Um, and, I mean, they had a bad taste. Uh, uh, he Dwayne Washington says he's in a good position to make it to the next level, but unready to make any decisions. So he, uh, yeah. he must have put his name in. I don't remember him doing that. Um, I can't imagine he'll be an NBA guy. But they uh, had... Uh, I, I know his career ended, uh, Dwayne Washington's, uh, with a bitter taste in his mouth. I think he shot like 0 of 10 oh, from he's 3. Awful. He was really bad after putting up like 70 against Illinois in the Big Ten championship game. Um, <laughs> he was unconscious that day. <laughs> who knows if he'll be back. Yep. Who knows if Liddell will be back. Yep. There have been rumors that Liddell could transfer if yep. he does pull his name out. Uh, so, I mean, there's so much up in the air that that's why I'm pretty surprised they announced him this early. Yep. Wait until after the draft and right. see how it unfolds before you uh, put these matchups out. Right. Um, and speaking of guys coming back, Trayvon Williams did announce, which is no surprise, but finally announced it that he's coming back to Purdue last week. So Purdue's got their whole team back except uh, Aaron Wheeler, who transferred. What a loss that is. <laughs> he wasn't going to play, so I hope he does well at St. John's. But weird, weird one to me is uh, Wisconsin-Georgia Tech. just seems weird. That is kind of but a it's weird different, but, I mean, but it's, it's different. different. I'm complaining about uh, the same old, same old. Remember, Georgia Tech was in the tournament this year. Oh, that is right. Lost, yeah. lost to Loyola, yeah. unfortunately. That, that is right. Good memory, um, Jay, man. Wow. Wisconsin. They should be down. They should be down. They lost Nate Reavers. They don't like their head coach. Report last week that they <laughs> oh. had an in-house meeting. Uh, it was actually recorded on February 19th. Do you think 19th that was Rolando Tucker who recorded that? Could, could, could have easily That's been Alondo Tucker because Alondo Tucker was the lead for some of their best recruits coming yeah. in and uh, who they're in on for future classes, and they let him go. Um, Greg Gard's not well liked by his uh, team. He completely lost the locker room, it sounds like, yeah. the sounds of it. Um, Barry won't fire him, though. Well, they have a new athletic director. Yeah, because yeah. when's he start? Uh, I don't know when. Yeah. Uh, Barry Alvarez's last yeah. year is, if it's this year. Um, wouldn't surprise me if Wisconsin has a down year, which I don't think they'll be a tournament team next year. Uh, wouldn't, the, wouldn't hurt my feelings. They're losing Reavers. They lost. Um, I assume they're going to le- lose Demetric Trice. If he comes back, that dude will be signing up for AARP by the time he's done. Like Bo uh, Hannon. Just Iowa. like Bo Hannon. No one likes that guy either. Even at his own campus, no one likes that guy. <laughs> well, yeah, um, just type his name in on Twitter. Yeah. see a video. We'll see. Um, Brad Davison will be back for him. I, mm. I really like – Talk about another guy that needs his AARP card. This is only be his fifth year, though. I know, but it's, it, it feels, feels like, like – ten. Yeah. Um, they have Jonathan Davis, so I think it's going to be really good. But their recruiting class isn't anything special. Uh, so I think Wisconsin-Georgia Tech kind of makes sense in yeah. that uh, aspect. Yeah, good good, good point. Um, who does he – Rutgers got, like, Clemson? Clemson. Uh, they played – they played last year? No, Syracuse-Rutgers last year. It was Clemson Rutgers NCAA tournament, wasn't it? Seven ten game. Sounds right. I'm pretty sure. That's an interesting they were in little rematch. Uh, I know Pitt really plays Minnesota. Yeah, they beat Clemson. Uh, Rutgers was the ten. Oh, Rutgers should have uh, beat, beat Houston. Houston. Yeah, Clemson was the seven. So that is that is a rematch. I'm sure. Well, Rutgers is like Paris was somebody else. Yeah, who literally just yeah. played them. Yeah, which they like to do that. 
They do. They like to put pair of NCAA tournament matchups against each other and rematches the very next year. Who's playing Pittsburgh? Nebraska? Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, okay. That, yep. um, NC State and... Northwestern? That seems right. I'm going to just go... Yeah. I, John yeah. Rothstein yeah. the one that was... He's the one he leaked them all. Um, of course he leaks them. He doesn't give anyone else credit either. Virginia will host Iowa. Pitt, Minnesota, as he said. Rutgers, Clemson. Maryland, Virginia Tech. Penn State will host Miami. Hmm. Interesting. NC State will host Nebraska. Oh. Syracuse and Indiana. Um, I know Boston College is the one ACC team have out. they not said who? Northwestern's playing? Well, it's not Boston College. Northwestern's playing. Because they're not in it. Northwestern's not even a Division One school anymore, according to John Rostin, because he didn't tweet who they're playing. Um, oh, uh, look up the ACC teams real quick. It's sad that we can't just name I, I them can't off the top of, of I can't, our, I can't uh, think of the team I'm forgetting. Northwestern basketball. Oh, they'll travel to Wake Forest. Oh, that yep. See, sense. I forgot about Wake yeah, Forest. I did too. They're very similar. Yeah. Um, but no, I wouldn't put Wake Forest in Northwestern category. Northwestern uh, only made one tournament ever. Wake Forest had a little more success with Chris Paul and Tim Duncan. Sure, but talk about the past five years or yeah, so. Yeah, that's fair. Wake Forest went six and sixteen. It's not, it's not very good. 13 and 18, 11 and 20, right. 11 and no, 20. Northwestern's That's the past been better. four years. They did make the tournament in 17, yeah. but so did Northwestern. So. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just I, it's just the matchup comes out. I used to get excited. I was getting excited for the matchups this year, and then it's like, yeah, that's a letdown. Big Ten kind of dominated this past year, didn't yeah. they? I think they've, they've dominated really the last five years. Maybe not all five, but for a majority mm. of the five. I know Big Ten was a lot better because it was mainly just – Remember when the ACC just used Virginia. to dominate the challenge? That uh, was such a big deal when the Big Ten finally yeah, won the overall series. It took them like 10 years to do it. Mm-hmm. But. I think Wisconsin beat Duke that year to kind of cap it off. Of course they did. And a lot of Purdue fans like, why could we get Carolina? Well, we're already playing Carolina in November uh, in, a North, in a non-conference tournament, so you can't play them twice. Yeah. So that's the same tournament that they'll play could. either uh, Villanova and, and Tennessee. It's going to be a tough starting Where's tournament it's, uh, in Connecticut. Oh. Yeah. So those are the four teams then of Villanova, Purdue, Tennessee, and North Carolina. So I know most colleges have been approved for 100% capacity. Yep. Um, I think by football season, most of them will be. Yeah, most of them are, of course, announcing for football right now, and then uh-huh. they'll announce for basketball. But uh, I know Purdue and Indiana for football, both oh, this past week, were announced for 100%. So that makes all three uh, how, big football programs How rocking will that first game be? It should be ridiculous all across the all country. All across, yep. No matter who you're playing. I'm, I mean, Purdue's got a night, <laughs> night game week one. It's going to be a lot of uh, intoxicated fans in the, in the stands that night against Oregon State, which is uh, going record right now, the biggest game in the Jeff Brom era produced so far. So, he has to win. He has no, it has to. It's going to set the – I mean, they ranked uh, pro football focus, ranked the top five hardest schedules in the country and Purdue at number four. So mm. you better win that first one. Um, you, there's we'll literally no upside – to scheduling hard games in the non-conference. I don't get why football teams do it. They do it, and, and they do it so far in advance. I know. Um, you don't even know who's going to be good. No. Then you schedule a Kansas. Ten years later, you could be facing the number right. two team in the country. I mean, right. we have a pretty good idea they're not going to be. But, Never know. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Big Ten AC, I'm not happy with you today, even though it might be ESPN that set up all the matchups. I don't know Probably. who really does, but whoever it is, I'm not happy with you. Yeah. What, what do you want to talk about now there? Why don't you go and talk some baseball for a little bit? Okay. I got some word association to prepare since I forgot my notes. Beautiful. 
Um, Cubs had a rougher week uh, this week, uh, going two and four. Um, offense, once again, has just been miserable. We talked about their offensive struggles uh, last week a bunch and who um, all the players that were just not hitting at all. And it really it stayed the exact same way uh, this week. They got uh, shut out on Monday night. Shut out Monday night. Scored seven runs on Tuesday. Thought they were breaking out. And they scored four on Thursday. Two, two, one. Um, offense has just been miserable. They have uh, struck out 14 times uh, in three consecutive games now. Uh, that's the first time the Cubs have done that over the last 100 years. Um, and it's the second time this month the Cubs have struck out 15 times in consecutive games. They struck out 15 times in consecutive games only two times over the previous 100 years. Um, that's not good enough. It's not going to get it done. And it's really it's coincided with it's not it's not really coincided with it's because Chris Bryant's four for his last forty nine. Javi Baez is hitting the ball out of the ballpark, but he has the third lowest uh, contact rate in the entire sport. He has one of the highest strikeout rates in the highest of his career. His line drive percentage is way down. His uh, soft contact percentage is way up. He's uh, not hitting whatsoever. Jock Peterson's leading off. He's walking 6% of the time, which is about 4% lower than his career averages. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is doing okay, but he's still not hitting the ball as hard as he should, or uh, being as productive as he should usually be. Uh, Wilson Contreras, he's struggling. He has the highest strikeout rate of his career so far. He's slugging barely over 400. He's not getting on base. They'd all be career lows um, outside of, I believe, 2017. Um, the offense is just an absolute mess. You can blame it on the injuries, blame it on this and that, but what they've done the previous four years, it's happening right now where the team gets hot as a unit, the offense, and then they go cold at all the exact same time. And when you're facing teams like the Indians, who are about 10 games over 500, the Dodgers, who are uh, the defending world champs, you're not going to win those games. It's just it's not going to happen if you're scoring one run, two runs, even four runs won't get it done. Um, something has to change. They're sitting here three games out now of first place, and um, this difficult stretch for the Cubs has coincided with the Brewers playing the Diamondbacks and Rockies, uh, which does not help, but you got to play who's on your schedule. And um, Cubs play them for three starting tonight, so hopefully they can get back in it a little bit. But uh, they face... Uh, Freddie Peralta tonight, and then Brandon Woodruff tomorrow, so it's not going to get any easier. Uh, some good news, though. Nico Horner is uh, on the mend. He is uh, in Iowa for a rehab assignment right now. They could really use his contact. For one, it gets a guy like Eric Sogard completely out of the lineup. He's been the second-worst hitter in all of baseball so far this season, um, and they continue to play him at third, at second. He's playing almost every single game, and he is a big reason why the Cubs are still under that 85% vaccination threshold, which is an incredible um, competitive advantage to have 85%. You can bring your families on the road. You have lax uh, restrictions on you. And Eric Sogard is one of the ring leaders in preventing some of these guys to get vaccinated. It's just idiotic. He's detrimental to your franchise right now. He's detrimental to your team even playing, and he shouldn't even be on the roster for one. Yet here he is, David Ross, penciling him, penciling him in almost every single day. Um, Jason Hayward is a guy that's heating up. He had a really good series in uh, Los Angeles. Had, I think, three hits on Saturday. He's 
starting to hit the ball harder with authority. He's not grounding out to the right side nearly as much, and hopefully he's turning the corner a little bit. Uh, one guy who I've been hitting on for weeks now that needs to get going or they need to make a decision whether to even send him down or not is Ian Happ. He um, still he's hitting under 200. He's not slugging now. He's still striking out. He's uh, he's just he hasn't been aggressive within the strike zone. His uh, take percentage is at a career high. His uh, chase percentage is at a career low, though, which is really good. He's not pitch- uh, chasing pitches outside of the strike zone, but he's not attacking fastballs middle in or he's fouling them straight back. He's not doing any damage with those pitches, uh, and he needs to get going for this offense to be even halfway decent. Um, Wilson Contreras, going back to him and his struggles, a lot of it probably can be contributed to um, or attributed to uh them not having a backup catcher whatsoever. I mean, they've had Austin Romine who had nine at bats. Uh, Tony Walters hit about buck forty. Um, PJ Higgins was like one for twenty-three, and now they have Jose Lobaton who's just been miserable back there. Guys have stolen like ten bases on him already in three starts. Um, they're having to play Wilson Contreras every single day, and Jed Hoyer is just sitting there on his bum, not doing a single thing to try to upgrade that spot when it's very clear they need that upgrade. There has to be somebody, somewhere, even somebody on the street, your manager, for one. Let him have it, Jamie. Activate it. Activate him and let him back up Wilson. Let him be a player manager. Haven't had one of those in years. He would be an upgrade over some of these guys they've thrown out there. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, he's he'd be a major upgrade over Jose Lobaton and PJ Higgins and Tony. Every Walters. time you say Jose Lobaton, I think you're gonna say Jose Lopez. Jose Lopez. He could probably be an upgrade. Probably. I don't even know who Jose Lopez is, but didn't he, he played. Remember, he played for. Did he play for the Braves? Catcher. Javier Lopez. Javier Jose. Ho- Jose Lopez. You start with a J. You start with a J, though. Um, Jose <laughs> Lopez. Jose Lopez. I was thinking Felipe Lopez. He's a former all-star for the Reds back in, like, 2004-ish. But he'd probably be an upgrade. Who the heck knows? It's got to be someone out there. It's Mike Piazza up, too. Oh, I'm sure he'd be an upgrade right now. Although those guys didn't have to face 99 miles an hour this uh, every single time up, it seems like. Um, but... They're in a rough stretch. They're still in it. They have another tough week this week, and it doesn't lighten up uh, for the next couple weeks, but then their schedule significantly lightens up after the All-Star break where they get you know, the Diamondbacks for two series who are just awful. Uh, the Rockies. Uh, the Rockies are really good at home, as I've said, but they're <laughs> awful <laughs> Horrendous. At home. That's putting a nice um, I think they're 5-30 and 30 on the road or something like still that. Still better than Diamondbacks. It's not better than the Diamondbacks. No, it's not. The Diamondbacks oh, have lost 23 in a row on the road, <laughs> which is the most uh, or the longest losing road streak in the history of baseball. Uh, the previous one was 21. The Orioles are at 20, so they, they could pass too. that. They could have the top two uh, longest road losing streaks in the history of uh, baseball this season. Um, and hopefully they can just stay in it enough to where Jed Hoyer doesn't have to make a decision. Should we sell? Should we buy? Um, And, man, if they get swept here against Milwaukee, which is a very, very strong possibility, they'll be six games out all of a sudden after being the division leader for, like, six weeks straight. Um, Hopefully that doesn't happen. Pitching, though, uh, you had a big, big uh, outing on Thursday. Cups through a combined no-hitter. Uh, against the Los Angeles Dodgers, which was it, was it was a lot of fun to watch. They walked eight hitters though, so they weren't necessarily dominant, but they didn't give up a, a home run or a hit at all. Um, started with Zach Davies who went six scoreless, and then uh, Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, and Craig Kimbrell came in to um, 
to end it. Uh, Cubs are the first team in Major League Baseball history to throw a no-hitter, whether it's solo or combined, against a team with three former MVP winners in the starting oh, lineup. Oh, that's a cool stat. Yeah. Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Albert Pujols. Um, I forgot Pujols yeah. is there. Pujols has been in the league now 20 seasons, 21 seasons. That was the first time his team has ever been that's no hit. That's pretty incredible, too. First uh, time his team's ever yeah. Yep. He's ever been a part of a team oh. that got uh, no hit. Uh, the funny thing was the bullpen guys had no <laughs> idea that uh, – they were throwing a no-hitter at the time. Do you think you would know if you're a bullpen guy in MLB? I've heard the bullpen guys usually don't really look to see. I remember when Jake Arrieta threw his no-hitter uh, against the Dodgers in 2015. Justin Grimm, one of their bullpen guys, they're all running onto the field. And he's looking around. He's like, why is everyone running so fast? <laughs> <laughs> he had no idea. Uh, now, I've heard many stories of Justin Grimm being clueless, so that's not really surprising. But Kimbrell, when he struck um, – he struck uh, Will Smith out. Uh, Wilson Contreras was, like, jumping off. He's like, what's going on? And Tapera came out and whispered in his ear, you have no idea what just happened to you. He's like, no. He just threw a no-hitter. He's like, oh, crap. Did not know it at all. Um, so that was kind of fun. But then the Cubs just laid a couple things the next couple of days to kind of um, – Yeah, I uh, saw a J-Man tweet last night about somebody being terrible or something. So yeah, like, I'm going to check the score. Six nothing, bottom second. second All right, Adbert Alzale came back That's from the injured list on Monday from his blister thing, and I think it's it's still got to be bothering him because he had uh, one of the lowest walk rates in baseball, and now he's like walking guys like crazy. He's, he can't keep stuff out of the middle of the zone when he is was throwing he using, strikes. Was he using a substance? Uh, he might have been using a substance. Who the heck knows? Uh, I know there's been one other guy, Tommy Pat Nance. Him down. Uh, Tommy Nance is a guy that his spin rate was ridiculously high. He was a bullpen guy for the Cubs. The They came out that we're going to crack down on the subs and stuff. Spin rate went way down. He started getting lit up, and now he just got sent back to AAA today. Who was the guy on the Mariners that got kicked out? Hector Santiago got yeah. kicked out. He had a substance on his hat. They think it was just rosin yeah, and not mixed with anything else. Because if, if it's just rosin, it's okay. Uh, but because it was so... It's going to be hard to tell. Yeah. So they kicked him out. They sent the stuff to a lab, like a super secret lab in the, I don't know, in the Rocky Mountains or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they are... Area 51. They're check, Yeah, Area 51. Checking it out and uh, seeing if they're going to have to suspend him or not. But he got kicked out of the game. Yeah. Um, surprised well, we haven't seen... Of course, guys are going to take... Uh, an are going to make sure they don't have anything on their person. But uh, I think it's kind of pathetic some of these pitchers are throwing a fit, like Max Scherzer um, taking his clothes off. Uh, who was the guy? Sergio was Romo. three in one night. Yes. The other night. Sergio Romo for the Oakland A's is like throwing his stuff down, throwing an absolute fit. If you guys wouldn't have been cheating, you wouldn't be getting um, checked. Now, I will say Joe Girardi was an idiot. Yes, he was. Um, he would have got beat up bad. Oh, he would have. Girardi's like, I think he's had, had the umpires check him multiple yeah, times. Yeah, like three times in four innings. That's not what the rule's yeah. there for, and Girardi was just being a D-bag yep. about it, like he usually is. Yep. He, he usually whines. Him and Craig Council yep. and um, the guy for the Reds, David Bell, whine more than any managers in baseball. And um, so hopefully they can put a stop to that because uh, that was getting a little ridiculous. But I think most pitchers have warmed up to it a little bit, and uh, hopefully it's getting a little smoother. Um, but as I said, Cubs uh, have uh, six games this week, three in Milwaukee, three in Cincinnati. They need, Division. They, yes, they need to find a way to not get swept by the Milwaukee Brewers. What, 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 would you be happy with three and three this week? Yeah, anytime it's on the road, I'd be happy with three and three. Um, 
Kyle Hendricks, luckily, will get two starts. Um, and he has won his last eight starts. He's 8 0. He has a really two- been good since he got shelled the first outing of the year. Yeah. 2.25 ERA over those eight starts. You take out his two starts against the Atlanta Braves, where his ERA was over like, <laughs> it was like 160 <laughs> or something like that. Um, and those two starts against the Braves, his ERA is like 2.3 yeah. something. He's been every bit as good, and hopefully he can keep it going. He has not traditionally. Braves stink. Yeah, what is wrong with I him? I don't know. Hendricks has not traditionally been uh, pretty good in Cincinnati, but hopefully this will be uh, one of the few years he is. Um, actually, this will be the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. I'm not confident at all that they'll win even one game in Milwaukee. So I think by this time next week, Cubs will be at least five games out of the division. That's just my uh, that's my prediction. Hopefully I'm wrong. This is one of those where I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it's trending. See what you're doing there. It's trending doing. to be correct. And so uh, the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life home auto business workers comp and farm insurance contact Travis at 219-869-4561 his email is travis.watchering at infb.com he's selling insurance in Ohio so all you Ohioans you Buckeyes uh, who like their football team more than their basketball team <laughs> uh, buy some insurance from Travis he's that's huge, everyone except Travis huge Ohio State basketball fan but, Notre Dame football yep. fan don't hold that against him no. um, interesting combination it, it, he's he's a weird reversible. It's yes. usually Notre Dame and IU yes. reversing, but yes. Notre Dame Ohio State that's an interesting one. It'd be, it would it would be weird too if it was Ohio State football and Notre Dame basketball. That'd be a weird one. I'd respect him more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some more baseball notes. Uh, Jacob Degrom allowed multiple earned he runs did. for the first time since September 26, twenty twenty. He's human. Snapped a streak of twelve consecutive starts with one or fewer earned runs. That's the longest streak. Uh, within a season since earned runs became official in 1912. He's pretty good. He He's also a really good hitter. He is hitting 414 this year. It's not too bad for a pitcher. 12 for 29 with a double and six RBIs. He's a career 206 hitter. He was, I'm pretty sure, a middle infielder at Stetson University. Uh, I saw, uh, uh, sometimes superstar. I see some Met fan tweets on my Twitter sphere. And uh, they're not happy with Albert Amora. They they've come to conclusion he they stinks. hate him as much as Cubs yep. fans hate him. It's getting there. They, there's a conclusion that he stinks. Um, Albert is three for thirty-seven with four, <laughs> yeah. fourteen strikeouts yeah, this year. That's, uh, yeah, hitting point oh eighty-one. He's probably not a major leaguer anymore. Um, Albert, really good dude, really good teammate. It's just it, it doesn't work out sometimes. It just doesn't that, work. How out. about that stat about little Vlad? See, that's that. Which one was it? Him and his dad. Um, they've both are up to, I think it was 50 career home runs and took the same amount of games. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I remember them always doing the comparison between Prince and Cecil Fielder. Yeah. Um, this is kind of the same, but I actually have a Vlad stat here. He has 26 homers on the season. This was as of June 26, so two days ago, which is tied with Carlos Delgado for the second most homers through 75 games of a season in Blue Jays history. Only George Bell who had 27 in 1987, had more. And no, he played for the Blue Jays. George Bell. No, he played for the Indians. A few other teams, but... Yeah. When I think of the Blue Jays, I think of, of course, Delgado right away, and Raul Mondesi. Just think about those early 2000 Blue Jays teams that were very good. You weren't talking... You weren't thinking George Bell. Who are you thinking of? Because George Bell, I remember, he was traded from the Cubs of the White Sox for Sammy Sosa. Albert Bell. That's who you're thinking. Yep. Albert Bell was a was a scary dude. Yeah, yeah, he was um, a big man. 
Yep. Let's see here. We have Shohei Otani has logged the 2,523rd instance in Major League Baseball history of a 25-homer season. The previous 2,522 instances combined generated 41 pitching strikeouts, 36 of which came from Babe Ruth. Uh, Otani has struck out 82 batters this season. He's fun, man. Must watch TV. He is probably the... I have actually an interesting list of who's all struck out, guys. Um, probably the odds-on favorite to win the American League MVP right now. Got to be in the Home Run Derby, Coors Field. That's going to be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. I know Trevor Story entered today. That'll be the last big event he participates yeah. as a member of the Colorado Rockies. He's, he's having a pretty bad year. But uh, you, somebody will you You kind of look at these shortstops that were going to be free agents at the end of the year, and they're all not yeah. having great years. I mean, Francisco Lindor signed the extension, but he was going to be a free agent, not having that great of a year. Javier Baez isn't having a good year. Trevor Story's not having a good year. Um, yeah. Corey Seager got hurt, and he's out a few months. Yep. Uh, so that uh, shortstop class, free agent class for next year could be interesting. Right. Um, Shohei Otani, this is the list for most pitching strikeouts in the 25-homer season. Shohei Otani this year at 82. Uh, Babe Ruth in 1919 had 30. In 1930 had 30. 1921 had uh, three. Chris Davis of the uh, Baltimore Orioles had two strikeouts in 2012. Nick Swisher had one strikeout in 2009. Ricky Calavito had one in 1958. And Jimmy Fox had one in 1939. Good old Swish. Any list with Swisher on it? Swish man. Let's see. Here's another interesting stack. Jason Stark puts out these interesting, like, Factoid baseball factoids on the athletic. I think once a week. I um, mean, I thought this was a pretty good one. I know Bleacher Nation Cubs did as well. Clayton Kershaw has issued just 18 intentional. Uh, I'm going to start over. Clayton Kershaw has issued just 18 unintentional walks all season. Two of them have come to Javier Baez, never walks. <laughs> who has taken just eight unintentional yeah. walks all year. Um, one fourth of them have come from a guy who never walks anyone. That's Can't predict baseball. Yep. So, yeah, as I said, Hector Santiago for the um, Seattle Mariners who got uh, kicked out. His glove is due to arrive in New York today to be evaluated by league officials. Um, the major question, does glove contain only rosin, which is loud, or rosin plus another, another foreign substance? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Players may not intentionally combine rosin with other substances, example sunscreen, to create additional tackiness. Sunscreen. Or they risk ejection and suspension. What's the division races looking like real quick before we um, move on? I think we can comfortably say that the San Francisco Giants are the best team in baseball. Yeah, it's they're not a fluke. They're, for, they're a contender. They're first not a team to 50 wins. Um, the White Sox have kind of slowed down a little bit. Houston Astros had won, I think, 12 in a row before they got beat by the Tigers the other night. Bang those trash cans. Um, they're 48-30. But, man, the West, uh, the National League West is just loaded. You have the Giants at 50-27. and 27, Dodgers 47-31. and 31, uh, Padres at 47-33. and 33. For, So, for the Central Division and the Eastern Division, it's, um, it's division or bust yeah. in order to make the playoffs this year, I would say. As I said, Brewers are three games up on the Cubs. They're six games up on the Reds. Eight games up on the Cardinals. Cardinals are sliding. Cardinals are really sliding. They lost three of four to Pittsburgh. I want to say three of four good. to Pittsburgh. And they lost... I don't know how many. They're not beating the teams they need to beat. This was a stretch be. where they needed to clean up to get yep. back into things, and now they're just sitting here eight you games out. You, don't you, Jared? Just hate it. I, it's just, you know, I've it's just, just eating been away at your so soul. sad. 
um, here. The National League East, Mets are still winning at 40-33. and 33. Washington Nationals and Kyle Schwarber in particular. Have you seen what he's been doing? He's been hitting well lately. He had a five-game stretch where he hit eight home runs, a six-game stretch where he hit nine. You could go get him he, some of the big boy uh, contract for somebody possibly. He is. Uh, this stretch, he, he had these kind of stretches with the Cubs. Not this good because this is one of the best stretches ever. I'm in a six-game stretch. But he's had stretches where he's just – on top of the world, and then he'll follow it up going like three for 70 yeah. or something like <laughs> that. I'm, I'm rooting for Schwarbs. He was a good dude, uh, fun to watch, not as productive as we would have liked. I saw a lot of people tweeting like, why didn't the Cubs sign Kyle Schwarbs? Well, if he would have had this stretch when he was a Cub, he'd still be there, you know? So uh, it is what it is. Braves are still finding themselves five games out of the division, still in it. Uh, three, yeah. ga- three games under 500. Same can I'm be hoping said for the, the Mets uh, collapse. Philadelphia Phillies, I think they will. Still holding out hope. They're pitching so good, though. Yeah, it's going to be in every game. Uh, Yankees, after having a great week the previous week, just followed it up with an absolute clunker. Just awful. The Red Sox just kicked the tar out of them. Got swept by the Boston Red Sox. And then the Yankees' equipment trunk got stuck. It hit the uh, garage door, it looked like, and got stuck at Fenway Park. Yeah, just, Um, I don't know, man. All of a sudden, they're in fourth place after being. Right back in yep. it, and they're six and a half games out. Yep. Uh, Toronto passed them. Yep. Um, the Tampa Bay Rays are a half game behind the Boston Red Sox. Uh, their uh, stud prospect, Wander Franco, um, had a pretty good debut. He had a homer. He uh, walked a couple times. Uh, so he's going to be fun to watch his career unfold. Good fancy pickup for – I'm yeah. sure he's owned in pretty I'm much sure, every league. But I'm sure people probably picked him up before the season even yeah. started as a kind of stash. Yeah. Sort of pick. White Sox are winning the Central at 45 and 32. Indians are only two and a half games out, though. Um, Houston is 18 games over 500, two games ahead of the Oakland Athletics. Mariners hanging in there, 41 and 38. That'd be a cool story. Uh, seven and a half good. games back. They um, it's probably a division or bust for them as well. It's going to be a very uphill battle for them. But I mean, if they can get to over 500, which it seems like they haven't done in years either, that's uh, a pretty if good. They can field get to the All Star break still in it. <laughs> that's a good point. Good accomplishment for uh, them. That's a good point. Uh, the Angels feel bad for Shohei Otani. And Mike Trout. Um, and Mike Trout. He hasn't been playing in a few weeks. Yeah. He's been hurt, uh, which is probably part of the reason why they're so bad. But um, I hope somebody ponies up the money and gets Mike Trout gets in a trade. Yeah. He deserves better. He only has 12 career postseason at-bats. He went one for 12 and one postseason appearance. I don't even know who, say – Goes the rest of his career I, without making the playoffs. I don't even know who to compare his career to in a different sport because everybody else made the playoffs at least a couple times yeah. that didn't win championships. Baseball, usually if you're really good, you make the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, of course, back in the day, they didn't have as many playoff right, spots. Right. Um, Cubs had three Hall of Famers on their roster. Ron Santo, Ernie Banks, and Billy Williams. All three Hall of Famers. None of them made the postseason as a Chicago Cub. That's mind-blowing. Which means Ernie Banks never did. I, I don't know if Billy Williams did with the Oakland Athletics when he was traded there at the end of his career. I would have never guessed that. Um, well. That just shows how futile their uh, history is. really is. Uh, but Mike Trout, I feel bad for him. Sure. I want to kind of look up Shohei Otani's stats real quick. He is hitting two seventy seven. He's slugging six sixty eight, which is just insane. Has an OPS over 1,000, 25 homers, 17 doubles, 11 steals. I don't know why they're even having him steal, though. He could get hurt. And then on the mound, he has a 2.58 ERA, striking out 12.4 batters per nine innings. He's got to be the leader MVP right now. You son of a gun. <laughs> Scared him off. 
Um, but yeah, he's got to be the uh, American League uh, MVP leader uh, at the moment. Vladdy's right on his heels. Yep. So that's all I got. Baseball. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Want to get educated? Let's hear it. All right. Uh, let's find out what happened on this day in sports history on June 28th. Um, on this date, 1887. The Phillies won the most lob, their most lob, lopsided shutout by beating Indianapolis twenty four to nothing. There was an Indianapolis team. I guess there was. Must have just uh, molded them into the AAA squad we know now. Wednesday, nineteen oh seven, Nationals steal a record thirteen bases off catcher Branch Rickey. Ooh, then ended up being the, uh, the exact uh, yeah for the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers who. Brooklyn Bro- at the time. Oh, Brooklyn, yeah. Broke the color barrier, signing uh, Jackie Robinson. On the day 1939, the Yankees had 13 home runs and a sweep over the A's, 23-2 and 10-0. to Fun to watch. Is that the Bronx Bombers? Yes. Um, let's see here. On the day 1957, Frick overrules and names Stan Musial, Willie Mays, and Hank Aaron to team. Ford C. Frick? Mm-hmm. He overrules. So I'm guessing there was some trade that, or something, or some additions. and To team. I don't know. That's exactly what it says right there. That makes no sense. <laughs> May, was it an all-star game, maybe? maybe. Uh, it was one of the events of interest right here. That makes no sense. Come on, on this day.com. Letting us down. Clear man. it up for us. Letting us down. Um, oh, geez. On this day, 1975, reigning PGA Championship winner Lee Trevino and playing partners Jerry Hurd, Bobby Nichols, Jim Ahern, and Tommy Jacklin are struck by lightning oh. at the Western Open, suffered minor burns. Man. That's not a good day. Good thing is, statistically, they probably won't get struck again. On the day, 1987, Don Baylor set a career hit-by-pitch mark at 244. Rest in peace. Former Cup manager. Mm-hmm. For about a year, year and a half, two years. On the day, 1993, doctors recommend ligament transplant to Jose Canseco's arm. Huh. Too many steroids. <laughs> Surprised he wasn't cleaning his gun and shot his arm off or something. On this day, 1994, New York Met pitcher Dwight Gooden was suspended for 60 days due to drug charges. Yeah, old Doc. He would have been. Uh, he would have. He's a potential Hall of Famer if he wouldn't have gotten in so much trouble. On this day, 1995, who was the first overall pick in the NBA draft? NBA in '95. Good luck. <laughs> Ninety. Sean Bradley. Good guess. Maryland power forward Joe Smith to the ah, Golden State Warriors. Former Chicago Bull. You should get this one. On this day in 2000, who was the number one overall pick in the NBA draft? The first NBA draft I ever remember watching. 2000. 2000. Played a long time in the league. Allen Iverson. He was 90s. Remember, he was playing with Jordan. Yeah. yeah. yeah idiot. <laughs> Cincinnati power forward Kenyon Martin, first pick by the New York New you Jersey Nets. You should get this. Well, I guess that was the first draft I, I remember watching that one. How about on this day in 2005, who was the first overall pick in the NBA draft? 2005. 2005, number one overall. Oh, Andrew Bogut. Yep, Andrew Bogut from Utah, first pick by the Milwaukee Bucks. Forgot it was the Bucks. Um, who went second? 
2005? Uh-huh. Don't recall. Marvin Williams, who went third. I don't, I don't remember. Darren, Darren Williams. Williams. Oh, who, that's why you remember it. Who went fourth? I don't know. Chris Paul. Okay. <laughs> Who's ripping it up in the yep. playoffs right now? I was thinking 2006. Who's the number, number one overall pick? 2006. I don't know. Andre Bargani. First pick by the Toronto Raptors. You could have given me 15 guesses. Yep. And Bargnani probably would have still been like 40th in line. On his day 2007, Craig Biggio of the Houston Astros became the 27th member of the 3000 Hit Club when he went 5-for-5 five five against the Colorado Rockies. I remember watching that live. Who's the number one overall pick in the NBA draft on this day in 2007? Greg Oden. Greg Oden. Out of the Ohio State University to the Portland Trail Blazers. I think they screwed up. Yep, Durant went number two. And on this day to the Seattle Supersonics, bring them back. On this day, 2012, who was the number one overall NBA draft pick? Anthony Davis. Yes, Kentucky. First pick to the New Orleans Pelicans. And that's going to do it for today's On This Day segment, which is brought to you by, like it is every week, Proformer Prayer House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proformer Prayer House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print promotional company today by giving them a call at 574-210-3815. Do the Phoenix Suns close it out tonight? Yes, sir. I agree. At home. That was your booking with Suns in four. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nah, was, was it in four? Yeah, I said, how about Suns in four? I was trying to do the Suns in four viral video. Sure. Guy, and you yeah. agreed and went no, with it. Whatever. But, um. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I, that I, game the other night, uh, game two was amazing. When playoff P choked and missed both free throws, and then Phoenix. Um, DeAndre Ayton. Yeah, Jay Crowder. Heck yeah, of a heck of pass. A pass yeah. Heck of a finish by Ayton, and one of the craziest finishes I've ever seen. I think we both picked the Bucks and six. Bucks are up two games to yep. one. Uh, are you still sticking with that in six? Yeah, if not five, but I'll stick with six. Yeah, uh, Hawks obviously need this one on Tuesday. They got smacked um, the other night. They did, and it was a closer game last night, yeah. but uh, they still couldn't figure it. They lost. I'm all for man a Bucks Suns or even Hawks Suns finals. How fun! I don't want the Clippers in there. Nope, don't like them. Something about Kawhi that rubs Paul me the George wrong way too. And Kawhi a little bit, but Paul George. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by. The Damn Landing, whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow, focused on freshness and quality. The Damn Smoke is here every single weekend. It fe- uh, features barbecues and steaks. And it did- this is why I don't try to memorize things, because I just yeah. screw it up. Yeah, it's hard. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their <laughs> 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow in their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be, located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. We had pizza on Friday. Yeah. yeah. And um, pretzel bites. And pretzel, pretzel bites. Nugs. Their pretzel bites. Their pretzel nugs are amazing. Mm-hmm. Shohei Otani just went deep in the first inning against the New there York Yankees. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber went deep as well tonight. Already. Uh, back to the NBA for a second. Uh, we were hitting on the playoffs, but a lot of coaching yeah. changes around the league. Uh, Rick Carlisle. 
He back. back home to the Pacers. I think I mentioned that on the pod yeah, a few we, weeks we, ago. I think last week we brought it up, yeah. but didn't really think it would happen. He fit the uh, veteran coach yep. who's won a lot. Yep. Uh, I think it's a pretty good fit. I, I'm all for it. It's something that it seems to actually rejuvenize the fan base a little mm-hmm. bit, at least for the time being. It was a fan base that uh, was starting to be as apathetic as you could possibly get. Yep. Including the guy sitting next to me. Yep, big time. I got called a traitor by one of my friends because I said if the Sonics come back, <laughs> which I don't care if the Pacers turn good, if the Sonics come back, that's my I team. know, the exact friend. Yep, but he called me a traitor and a gif. So, Did but he spell it correctly? It was in a gif, that oh. yelled traitor. It was like a Star Wars gif. Mm. But um, he he wanted Becky Hammond to be the Pacers coach, which oh, would have been different. She was it. a finalist for the Trailblazers job, and that went to Chauncey Bill, b- 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 Billups. Billups. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Damian Lillard wants to stick around or not. Yeah, uh, it sounds like rumors. he wants out, and I know the Bulls are going to make a huge play for him. Hit, pair him and Zach Levine in that uh, backcourt. And uh, what did I? I There's a rumor going around online last night that watch for Westbrook to the Lakers. Ugh, why? He's fine where he has a, is in Washington. Just leave him there. Out of the limelight. We don't need any more super teams. Oh, come on. <laughs> We're seeing how fun the NBA yeah, is without them right be, now. Yeah, with a little, uh, uh. little parody going on. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Rick Carlisle, I'm, I'm excited about that. I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought the Pacers, I didn't trust them enough to pull it off, but they did. Yeah. And we'll see. He was really successful the first time. They should have never really let him go when they did. But can you believe he was in Dallas for 21 seasons? What? Not 21 seasons. I was going to uh, say. You know not 21 what? seasons. Um 16, maybe? That makes sense. Cause it, Still. His last year was what? 2000? 21 would have been 2000. <laughs> yeah. He was dumb. <laughs> I'm stupid. Uh, 2004, uh, 2005. That's hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was ever since, yeah, ever since Dallas won that championship over Miami. Yeah. He's been there. Good career there. So, won a couple of It's hard to stay somewhere that long unless you're a great pop- Popovich. Especially in professional sports. Nope. Any professional sport, really. Well, speaking of professional sports, and uh, not all these are professional sports, but I got some word association okay. that has to do with different stadiums, arenas, Ooh. venues, ballparks. I like it. All around the world, a lot of them in Indiana. I like it. First one, Mass Square Garden. Uh, legendary. I mean, you have, obviously, the basketball, uh, the history with the basketball in New York, and then they just they have amazing concerts and comedy shows. Um, it's probably the most famous arena in the world. That's why I enjoyed it. anyway. When I enjoyed going there was walking around the concourse, seeing all the historical events mm-hmm. that taking place in there. It's like, wow, I'm in the same arena that that happened in? Yeah. It's pretty cool. Banker's Life Fieldhouse. It's still Banker's Life. thought it was um, losing its name, but... Let's see. Indiana High School Basketball Championship Games. I thought I'd say Bruce Cribb Jr. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, I thought that, uh, thought that was going to be your first thought from the 09 uh, State my Championship. My first thought was actually the, like, window panes they yeah, have. Yeah, it's uh, field house. Part of a field yeah, house. Yeah. Yep. Mac Arena. Rockin'. Loud. It is loud. It can hurt your ears. Ear hurting. Splitting. And, and I know we talked about college football, but college basketball arenas are going to be rocking too oh, this yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Assembly Hall. Um, overrated. I thought you were say Hall of Calls, to be honest. Yeah, I've never been there, yeah. but uh, everyone raves about it. You can get a lot of bad seats there. Yeah, it's you need to go once. It's it's kind of like the Wrigley Field. You have obstructed views. You need to go once if you can. But the Breslin Center. Uh, 
they throw the uh, newspapers yeah. up in the air at the tip. Yep. It was the first basket. Is it first basket? Yeah. Ah, that makes yeah. more sense. I hate that place, too. <laughs> Cole Center. Hate that place. That's my least favorite <laughs> place. I'm telling you, it is worse than any other arena in the Big Ten as far as the home crowd getting the calls. I don't know what it is about it, but it seems like teams just get screwed there. Illinois won two straight games there, uh, which is fun. Uh, and hopefully that can continue. And it's no longer the feared Cole Center as it used to be. State Farm Center. Um, Orange. I have nothing good to add. I don't. I've never been to the renovated State Farm Center. Been at a concert, um, but I think this past year would have been rocking. Yeah. For majority, and I think it'll be rocking this upcoming year too. Value City Arena, NBA Arena. You've been there. Yep. Say it. I mean, it's it was really a top ten matchup, and the fans yeah. didn't come to like halfway through the first half. Isn't it like it's super nice? It's yeah, it's just, very very nice. Reminds me a lot of Banker's Life, to be honest. It's just not in college basketball no. arena. Carver Hawkeye. Ooh. Boo. That's all their fans do. I've said it for years. One of their players could go out, put a bullet in a guy. I knew this was coming. Put a bullet in the guy, and they'd boo the foul call. That's why I put it in there. I knew it was coming. Have 15,000 people witness the guy, put a bullet in him, and they'd still boo it. Hate them. (laughs) Last uh, college basketball one, I got a lot more videos. Welsh Ryan. Oh. Remember that one year where they were – they tried something different with their court, and it looked like they took a Sharpie. Oh, purple is awful. Colored in the purple. Um, the opposing fan base is about 50-50 there. Um, Illinois won the past two games there, luckily. Uh, but uh, not my favorite arena to watch a game on Big Ten Network. You have people in the crowd reading books. Who reads books? Uh, I actually got two more. Hinkle Fieldhouse? I'd love to go to Hinkle. They, I've been inside it, not for a game. Because it's the field house, they have the yep. window panes, too. That uh, kind of reminds me of. Uh, Joyce Center. I know that's not what it's called never, anymore. But I, I don't, don't know, know what it's called. I don't remember. I've, never, I've actually been there once, not for a game. Really? I uh, thought you had been to the game there. Remember we went to Notre Dame yeah. our eighth grade year, and we kind of went yep. in. Um, I thought you had been to the game there. Trent Frazier had a three rim out at the buzzer that would have beat him. That place used to be ago. rocking with like Chris Thomas and Thorne yeah, Francis and Chris Quinn. Because it only holds like 9,000. It's teeny. Yeah. So, uh, baseball parks, uh, Wrigley Field. Um, iconic. I mean, you got to go there if you've never been. It's not a comfortable place to watch a game, but it's a fun place to watch a game. You get the ivy, you get the atmosphere, you get the booze. Uh, it's, it's, it's an experience. Guaranteed rate field. Um, never been there. Been past it a multitude of times. It's routinely listed as one of the worst ballparks in baseball, so I'll stick with that. Yankee Stadium. Gorgeous. We went when it was, what, two years old? Two years old, old, yep. Gorgeous. State of the art. Haven't been there since. but Doesn't uh, have the history of the old park. uh, Doesn't have the history of the old park, but a fun place to watch Mm -hmm. a game. Fenway Park. Took a tour of this in 2014. Um, Iconic as well. That's the first thing that kind of comes to my mind. Walking out and seeing the green monster. And then seeing the Ted Williams seat where he hit that ball. That's a different color. Um, And, like, half of the seats were there were built in in like 1930s so they weren't comfortable but uh pretty cool place to tour tropicana field i know you've been there the worst professional <laughs> stadium in sports it yeah, has to be the, dis- the discolored turf they had six thousand people the day i went there really bad then but they don't sell that much more now all right i gotta start wrapping through these pretty fast great american um uh, it's just mediocre i mean it's just you put Great American Ballpark in any other ballpark, and you don't know it's Great American Ballpark. Nothing sets it apart. Lucas Oil Field. Been there for the Combine. Um, 
It's got window pane too. It's got window pane. Yeah. yeah what's what's up with Indianapolis and window panes? <laughs> uh, be- I thought, I thought yeah, it was gorgeous. It's, it's nice. It's really nice. Soldier Field. Um, moving to, um, they're going to tear it down Arlington and move Heights. out to Arlington Heights. Lambeau Field. Cold, frozen tundra. Hard Rock. Gorgeous. Ever since they did the renovation, didn't go pre-renovation, but uh, it's a fun place to watch a game. Uh, comfortable. The food's great. Um, atmosphere isn't good because the Dolphins are never good, but uh, it's a really nice uh, professional football stadium. Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, wooden bleachers. Hate it. In. Yeah. Terrible. Ross Aid Stadium. Ross Aid. Um, man, I haven't been since Purdue's been good. <laughs> The only game I can remember You've was... You've never been there. Nobody's been there since point. they've been good town four. Good um, quiet yeah, <laughs> for the most part. Yeah, it's just kind of... It's not... It, very average. It's it's very it's kind of like Memorial These Stadium. These renovations, unfortunately, COVID's probably ruined that for yeah. a while. Memorial Stadium with uh, Indiana's Memorial. Indiana's yeah, Memorial. Yeah. Um, they always take their photograph when Ohio State's in town, so it looks like they have a yep. full stadium. Although... I'm, they were good last year. They'll come back now that they're good because they do. The Horseshoe. Uh, Ohio Stadium for those. No one no one wins there besides <sighs> Ohio State, it feels like. Big house. It's not like underground almost. It's like weird. not much. I've yeah. never been past I've, it. I've, been, I've looked into it, but I've never been there. Yeah. Camp Randall. You've been there. So that's I've been ready to jump around. That was the yep. uh, one that kind of sticks out. But, yeah. Kinnick. Uh, the wave to yep. the uh, Good one. Yeah, to the Children's Hospital. Ryan Field. Again, 50-50 <laughs> opposing fan bases. Yeah. We um, got two more venues. Center Court. The heck is that? Wimbledon. Oh, uh, grass. And Augusta National. Green. Lush. Yep. Luscious green. Good one, J-Man. And the uh, Word Association segment is brought to you by like it is every week. Rhett Lee, attorney of law. Rhett Lee and the law office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206th 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana in practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, call him today to schedule a free consultation at 574-722-2221. Did I black out during the Circle 15 one? Or no, I am bringing that up right now. I was going to talk a little PGA golf, but don't have enough time. But it was a heck of a Travelers Championship yesterday, eight-hole playoff. I've never seen anything like it. But uh, speaking of golf, this episode is brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing two quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man and myself. Yes, sir. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most comfortable and durable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. You can find those products and more at circle15golf.com. Trey Young has 83-point games. 80. <laughs> has eight 30-point games. Okay. 83-point games. Eight 30-point 30 30 games this postseason, yep. which is tied with LeBron James for second most in a single postseason at age 22 or younger. Who has more? Man, you're not going to get this. It's bad. <laughs> I struggled today trying to find one. I'm thinking here. I'm thinking of like an older player. He was just playing as of a few years ago. Not thinking of an older player. Um, 
This isn't right. I don't even think his team was in a play. Allen Iverson? No, good guess. Amari Stoudemire. Nope, nope. Could have guessed 55 guys. <laughs> I would like to personally apologize That's to right. Tanner for this uh, You know what they one. say about paybacks. Uh, I didn't do it on purpose, but I'll... That's uh, okay. No, no, that's I'll, all right. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the chamber for a while, and when I really need it, I'll pull <laughs> it out. Pull it out, yeah. You remember back on June 28th? <laughs> so, uh, uh, why don't you wrap us up there, J-Man? we got about a minute left. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great 4th of July on a Sunday. We'll be back at it Monday night and July 5th. See ya.